Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Let's get into some shout-outs. The Shull family are all big fans. Poppy, Finley, Louie, Maverick, and even little Asa. I'm so glad you all enjoy the stories. I think if you were characters in the podcast, you would be the owners of a toy store in Cliffside City during the day. And at night, you'd go out into the city to foil criminals. Poppy would be a wizard. Finley would have super strength. Louie would be able to turn invisible. Maverick would be a super ninja. And baby Asa could blast lasers from her eyes. Thanks so much for listening, Poppy, Finley, Louie, Maverick, and Asa. And Mackenzie Stone is an excellent artist and a fan of the show. Mackenzie, I think if you were a character from the stories, you would be a sorcerer who can turn herself into a cat to infiltrate bad wizard clans and take them down. I loved your drawings, and thanks for listening, Mackenzie. Today's story is titled Mountain Madness Part 2. The next day, Molly and Zoe woke up early to make a plan for the rock creatures before the store opened. So first off, we need to figure out what to call those things, said Molly. Right, uh, how about granitoids, suggested Zoe. Yeah, okay, or how about rockadoodles, suggested Molly. The girls laughed, coming up with silly names for the rock monsters. How about just rockles, said Zoe. I mean, I know they tried to crush us and all, but they were kind of cute in a way. And Rockles is kind of a fun name. Molly agreed, and they went about calling them Rockles. Should we even go back out there, up to the mountain, if there's a Rockle out to get us? Asked Molly. Well, for all we know, there could be more than just one. But we can't just stop collecting ingredients, and a lot of what we need only grows up there on the mountain, added Zoe. I say we go check it out up there later tonight. Leave the hamsters here. Just go up there and sneak around to figure out this Rockle situation. After another day working in the shop, they prepared for their exhibition. Stealth was key. They dressed in all black and took some more gear they might need to fight off another Rockle. They crept up to the mountain, its imposing presence casting a long shadow as the evening sun began to set. This mountain was the most distinguishing feature of Victoria Island. It jutted so high in the sky the sailors could see it for miles and miles. It was one of the largest mountains in existence. The rest of Victoria, villages, forests, plains, and rivers, forever lay in its shadow. The girls crept all around the base of the mountain where they encountered the rockle the night before. Their steps were silent, and they navigated among the boulders using the moonlight to see. There's nothing out here, said Molly. I don't really even know what we're looking for. Well, I don't either exactly, said Zoe. Maybe like a rockle nest, or maybe there's a wizard or a witch who's making the rockles or something. I don't know. Let's go inside and see if there's any clues in the mountain. Most residents of Victoria had been inside the mountain at some point, just to look around. But there really wasn't much to see in there, so people didn't go in too often. The cave openings inside the mountain were huge, massive open rooms connected by jagged cave hallways. The girls each pulled some glow moss out of their bags and hung it around their necks to illuminate the way. They ended up searching the mountain for hours and hours, collecting plants they needed along the way. They crept from room to room, and something felt off. 
They couldn't tell exactly what it was that seemed so strange. Some of the rocks seemed to move from place to place, like they would turn around and a big stone that was just there would be gone, or the curvature of the stone hallways seemed to change whenever they went back through them. The girls stepped out into a huge open space within the mountain. Many different smaller cave hallways emptied out into this big room. Stalagmites jutted up from the floor. A deep rumbling began, and the girls thought it was an earthquake. But they looked around and noticed stones high up on the walls. The stones were moving up the wall, and they organized themselves into a face. Two eyes, a nose, and some small stones for the mouth. And this rock face began to move as they heard a deep voice. I am the heart of the mountain, it spoke. I live. Molly and Zoe exchanged worried glances. This was far more serious than they had imagined. Well, what do you want? Zoe asked, looking up at the stone face on the wall. I will reclaim this island, the face said. My minions will turn everything to stone as it once was. So many questions filled the girls' heads. Had the mountain always been alive? Why was it just now waking up? Were, were the Rockles the minions? As the mountain's ominous declaration ended, Rockles began to swarm into the cave. They clomped into the room from all the other cave tunnels. The girls' instincts kicked in. Zoe's telekinetic powers flared as she deflected incoming rocks. The Rockles were throwing huge stones at the girls, and Zoe waved her hands in all directions to knock them out of the air. This way, yelled Molly. Zoe turned and noticed one of the tunnel openings clear of any Rockles. She rushed toward Molly as stones crashed down where she was just standing. They could hear the thundering of the Rockles' steps as they ran through the caves. They finally made it out of the mountain and discovered the danger wasn't over. The mountain itself seemed to shake and move, sending more heavy stones rumbling down toward them. The girls scattered and dodged, narrowly avoiding being flattened by the rolling boulders. They wanted to rush down to the grassy meadow below, but huge stones were blocking their way. They scrambled among these boulders as the rockles all caught up with them continuing their pursuit. Molly and Zoe were dripping with sweat and taking deep, desperate breaths as the burning muscles in their legs worked through the last of their energy. The girls backed up away from the oncoming rockles. Zoe's arms flailed from side to side. Her telekinesis waned as she was just barely able to deflect the stones the rockles were throwing. Molly was using everything she could find from her bag, flame potions and other attacks that had little effect on the stomping rockles. Just before Molly and Zoe turned to make one last run for it, the sun peeked over the mountainside. Sunlight lit the island, dimly at first. The Rockles actually stopped throwing stones, and they stopped stomping forward, and they turned to look at the sun, and as the light shone on their rock bodies, they crumbled. A great rumbling sound came from all these Rockles just falling apart into piles. What just happened, said Zoe. These rockles almost crushed us. Yeah, luckily they fell apart in the sun, I guess, said Molly. That's wild, but 
but it's pretty obvious we're outmatched here. We almost didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, said Zoe. We need some help for sure. Maybe we'll go to the valley later and see who's there to help out, but for now we need to get some sleep. When they returned to the shop, they left the closed sign up and decided to take a few days off. For now they would sleep, and tomorrow they would seek out the ninjas of Valleytown. The End Thanks for listening, friends. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. The email is kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios!